Hello. All right. So just because I didn't read it yesterday because I was driving, um, this is what the questions I have for the breakdown. Um, this is for your journal, so remember being honest is important. If this area is a blank, you're missing too much. Breakdowns are the bread and butter of a great referee. This must be a process, a priority, and an area to be harsh on yourself only in order to improve. There are between 100 to 200 rucks a game. You will not get them all right, but use this area to refine and be harsh on your process or your tackle checklist. If you don't have a tackle checklist, we have a process um, and can be given to you. What? I don't know what I wrote there, but we have a process and can be given to you to ask some proper questions, such as A, has a tackle occurred? B, is there a ruck? C, how can my communication improve? Why were the rucks so bad? Why could I not get compliance from this team? Why was this guy so angry? Was I consistent with my interpretations of the law? This is an area to vent and be honest about yourself and be open with areas needing direction. Write down areas you aren't sure about and look them up later in the law book. If you can't figure that out, go to somebody else. Um, management is the next section. I'll talk about that on my drive-in. Um, management. Consider yourself not in control of the game, but as the game's manager. Your job is to filter out all the crap and find the two teams that simply want to play rugby according to the spirit of the law and their skill level. How did you handle an irate player? How did you how did your escalation fit process fit in the, with the skill level? How did your standards hold up? How did they slip? When did they slip? How did this hurt you later on? Did your work rate hold up or not? Excuse me, did that hurt your credibility later in the game? Any yellow or red cards? Did they have the desired effect? What was the desired effect? How could you have handles, handled those situations differently? The goal of any game is to improve the quality of rugby. Early on, you are busy settling your standards. Middle of the game is their chance to adapt. And Obviously, there's rarely only one penalty issue. Um, the final 20 minutes is a time to reflect upon and grade yourself overall on how you improved in managing the game. So, I was thinking about this this morning. And as I begin my lovely drive into work... Um, I've met a lot of referees who get very frustrated when they walk onto the pitch and they are not afforded respect. And it's it's kind of mind-boggling to me, in fact, because it's like, has anybody ever had somebody who is in a position of superiority, as in they are your superior, but they don't deserve respect? I cannot be the only person who has worked for an idiot boss who just doesn't understand what they're doing and you know th that's kind of what a referee has the capability to be you know a referee is very similar to a boss you know in that they control the game if they really want to I've met so many referees that have power trips and they're like no you cannot do this because I said so and I've had many referees who are just like I am sick of this or they get angry at one team or whatever it's just there's a lot of things that go on but in the end, you're manage, it's much, much more effective to manage the game than it is to control it. Excuse me. Um, so I would strongly encourage anyone listening to this to manage rather than control. What are the differences between managing and controlling? Managing is about effectiveness. Managing is not about looking right and acting right all the time. It's about getting it right and getting people to have that verbal compliance and that understanding that, hey, I'm out here to make the game better. And however you get that done, really is kind of a big deal.
That's kind of the important thing. It's about being effective. And so I think managing is, I talked about the escalation process. I can brush up on that a little bit. Um, but I really think, going back to that previous point, you walking onto the field gives you nothing. If anything, it gives you an opportunity to earn respect and to show your competence and to prove to them that you are capable. It's kind of like an interview. You know, the resume and everything is just the buildup. Like, that's just the, hey, you got the foot in the door. You get to sit in front of a panel of three people. Well, now, your, your credentials and your previous games and your experience is all just your resume. It's all building up to this game, no matter how the skill level of the game or how good they are. Building up to this game. And this is your interview process. And sometimes you've gone before this panel before and you've seen the teams before. And they know you're a qualified candidate. And it's a very short-term job, only 80 minutes. And at the end, they decide whether they like you or not. Not whether the outcome is changed, but whether they really like you or not. And if you kind of look and treat it like that, it's kind of like a great metaphor for going into a game. It's an interview process, you know? You can go in with competence and arrogance, and I know what I'm doing. I've refereed at this level and this level and this level, and... This game is beneath me, and that game will chew you up and eat, spit you out. I, I don't remember the exact specifications, but I think Nigel Owens had finished, you know, like it was soon after the World Cup final that he refereed, and it was, he, um, he went back and did a schoolboys game, and he just kind of was cruising and relaxing, and he wasn't on point, and he's like, yeah, I just, the game went so poorly. Like we managed to get through it, but it was like it went so poorly compared to what I had hoped and expected, and just because I treated it like this is your cruising. So stay in the game, do your best, and you're in an interview. Put your best foot forward. So the escalation process, this is the big this is kind of the fundamentals of management. Because if you have, say, red six, flying on top of the ball, six, roll away. Six doesn't roll away. Or six rolls away too slowly. You then penalize six for not rolling away. Right? That's, that's how that works. You know, it, it, we can't be referees who like the playground bullies, like, draw the line in the sand. Don't cross this line or else you're going to get it. And they step over the line and they're like, take a step back. Okay, no. You, now this line, you can't step. And they step across the line. And it's like, what that does is it just diminishes our standards and it reduces your respect in the game. That's where you gain the respect, you know, in, in some ways. Not, not in, you know, overpowering them, but just being like, wow, I told you so. You know, hey, I, I said I was going to do it. Roll away, six. Penalty. What the heck? Six, you're killing the ball. You're lying on top of the ball. I need you to roll away faster. I think mastering that and saying that in a, hey, do better roll, a tone of voice is amazing. Incredibly effective. Oh, excuse me. Um, so I think management is closely tied with communication. I think communication is the overall thing. But management is really how you are interpersonally active, you know, um, connecting with the players. This is about getting buy-in. So basically, you have your first penalty. You told them, six, roll away. Six, red, out. Nothing. Penalty. You know, fine. 
Does it again five minutes later. Six red, roll. Six, get out. Penalty. At that point, you know, and again, this is this is where it gets a bit muddled, but I would say in most of the games that I've had, at that point, I would just kind of say to the cat, you know, six, hey, six, I need you getting out of there faster. You know, in play, like say they, say they kick for the, the, the other team kicks for touch and we're jogging up. I go find six. And I say, hey, six, I just need you to get out of there faster. You're slowing the game down. And if they're not overly pissed off yet, which they usually aren't after a couple penalties, one or two. Um, I mean, you could even say this after the first one. This is just, this is what's called just off the ball management. This is called you're managing the penalty. And a lot of times you can do this if the penalty is immaterial. Like, I, I think I spoke on a previous segment about, like, a winger being way back and the ball going to the short side. And it's like, okay, it doesn't go towards that winger. So it's not that big. Way off, way off side, excuse me. Um, so the next time I'm over on that line out, I could be, hey, 11, can you just give me one more step on the offsides? What this does is a lot of things, but the main thing it does is it says to them, the message that is sent to them, excuse me, is, I know what you're doing. I'm aware of it. You haven't crossed the line yet, but you're really on that line. So change it so we don't have to go back to it. And it just kind of helps them be like, oh, okay. I'm going to, basically it says I'm going to penalize you next time. Now, I will always remember this. um, Peter Watson told me this story, and he was refereeing this game, and it was something like binding on a scrum or something like that. The six was kind of drifting off and didn't have a shoulder on it. And Peter was like, get back on, six, get back on, get back on, get back on, get back on every scrum. And he never got back on. And he was almost like like looking right at him and being like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so after the game, and I don't think he got penalized. After the game, Peter went up to him and after the, after the you know, whatever, and he just said, you really did not want to get back on that scrum, did you? And the guy looked at him, he says, I was waiting for you to make me. And it's not like it's a F-U ref tone, and sometimes it is, but it's not like that. I didn't take that that way. Most of the time, it's not that. Most of the time, it's just, I know the game. I'm testing you and seeing what you're going to do or what you're going to penalize. So the theme that I keep hitting on in, in talking about this is that penalizing is not a bad thing. It's not like you're punishing them and sending them to timeout. It's, hey, you didn't do good enough. That's the end of it. And it sounds very cold and, and no, you know, just the end, but you're saying do better. You're not saying you suck. So the escalation process, you penalize, you manage off the ball. This is where I'm offering, I'm like, there, there's this thing in the, um, I think it's, I believe it's the police force, but it's you ask him, you tell him, you fuck him. And that really applies to the referee. You ask him, hey, if you could roll away, better, that would be awesome. Really, I really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Okay, sir, sure. Two minutes later, six is lying on the ball. Six, roll now. It doesn't roll. Penalty. At that point, you stop the game. Captain, six. Come here. Pull them to a neutral location. Pull them aside. Have them motion over. Captain, I've penalized him three times. I've asked him. I've told him. 
we're not having any room for, we're not having many, you're not giving me any options. Next one's going to go. I need the entire team, especially six. I mean, at this point, you know, uh, basically you're saying, I'm going to give the next one a yellow card, but you don't want to say the words, I'm going to give him a yellow card next time. The reason being is you don't want to paint yourself into a box because what happens if 50 minutes goes by, a great bit of time, and six ends up lying on the ball and trying to roll away, but the penalty happens. There's been a change in behavior. There's that kind of, eh, you could let that one go a little bit because he's trying and you're seeing the effort. But, um, you know, you've got to allow a certain amount of, you know, you don't want to paint yourself into a box, basically. Um, again, a lot of when you get to the higher levels and the standards are higher and they know what they're doing two penalties in a row is a trend you know three penalties is three personal penalties is a yellow card so it's just the standards of how strict you are with your escalation process is variable you know and different coaches will say different things. So I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's my experience with most of my games. Um, and that's just an individual. But again, you basically go one to two penalties. One penalty, manage off the ball. Two penalties, manage off the ball. Three penalties of the same. And this could be a team penalty as well. Say they're struggling with not getting back ten or offsides. I had one game... And this team could not get this through their heads. And I got to a point very quickly, within about 20 minutes, where I'd handed out a yellow card for it. Now, the thing about not getting back 10, it's one of the first things that you are taught as a player. And I know this. I, I coached for like three, four years. And I, the first thing you learn as a player is when the penalty goes and the arm goes up like this, you get back 10. Why? Because your team did something stupid and you don't need to talk about it. You don't need to sit there and ask questions and look around. You just need to back the heck up. So, when players don't get back 10, and they've been playing for like two, three years, which I know most of these guys had been, that's the only thought that I can surmise, like I can deduce that goes through their head. Oh, well, the ref won't penalize me. So basically you're saying you're taking the law into your own hands. You're saying I can do what I want. And that falls solely on my shoulders to be like, hey, you know what you just did? You just bent the rules. That's called a professional foul. And that's a penalty and a yellow card. Have a nice day. And I, I just remember like very clearly the guy went back like three steps. Now, for those of you that are three steps is not 10 meters. It's not even it's maybe maybe four to five. Eyes on the guy the whole time and just tackled him. Just bang, straight down. Right in front of me, like literally arm's distance away from me, the guy hits him. So I just stop, stop the game. Hey, Captain, uh, we've got a professional foul. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I know that people are going to grill me on this, but I look at it and be like, that's a blatant FU ref. Right in front of me. That's like somebody coming up, like blew a penalty, some guy coming up and slapping the ball away and chucking it over the barrier. That's a professional foul. That's, that's just slapping me in the face, essentially. So penalty, yellow card, we're off. And the coach is sitting there like, yep, that's, that was dumb. That was really stupid. Um, 
so 30 minutes into the game, like 10 minutes later, the guy had just come back on or was just on the verge of coming back on. Another guy does the exact same thing. Now, is this my fault? Is this my fault that the guy does the exact same thing? And I look at the guy and I say, Seven, I stop the game, bring the captain in seven, and I say, Seven, do you really think you were 10 meters back? Really, I'm asking honestly, do you think you were 10 meters away from the ball carrier? And he's like, no, probably not. I said, okay. And I, I just yellow carded your friend for this, so here's a yellow card for you. And I look at the captain. 30 minutes into the game, we've already had two yellow cards. I look at the captain, I said, captain, I would love for this game to continue with you having 15 men on the field. Can we fix this? And by not screaming at the captain, not screaming at seven, just being like, guys, here's the facts. I'm not going to budge on this. You can keep doing this all game, but... This is silly. And guess what? In the second, they, they went away to halftime. Player came back on. And I just never had an issue with them being not back 10. Maybe it was their coach screaming in their ear, being like, you're being stupid. The ref's not bending on this. Or it was whatever. But that was me staying true to my um, management and just saying, guys, this is the game. I'm not budging on this. I'm not giving. I'm not quaking. I'm not scared of you. We're going to do this. And um, I, I really think that management is, that's why I put this in. I mean, a lot of people would have just put communication in. But I'm like, no, this is, management is a bigger part of the game that I think is very important. So, um, yeah, don't expect your uh, players to respect you. Remember, you're in an interview process every single game. And you need to prove that you're up to it. So, I just got into work. I'll see you guys later. Good morning, campers. Rise and shine. It is 8.23 p.m. and I'm done with work. So I'm going to read you the last section. This is basically the overall section um, <clears throat> about my journal. Simply take a step back and sketch over the entire game and how you feel about it now that you have rehashed up all the details. Rate yourself out of 10 on each area, 10 being national panel, which means you shouldn't put a 10 and file it away for further review. Perhaps think of three things you want to work on for next week and write them down. Any law areas you want to clarify. The goal of this journal is for you to rehash the game and ask any questions for you to bring up and clarify later on. Keep improving and use the opportunities available. So basically what I've done here is I have created, okay, breaking down into the areas that I feel are the most impactful for, you know, low to medium levels of uh, refereeing that if you can do these things well and continue to improve like this is just a tool it's just a tool that you can create anywhere and you can use anywhere like I could literally referee a game right now as I just finished working for 12 fucking hours I could finish working. I could referee a game right now, and I could just sit down and be like, all right, I, I might even forget one. I might be like, all right, just set pieces. Fuck it. Fine. I don't need to write down scrums and then lineouts. How did I feel about them? And no, will I get the amazing amount of detail that is possible? Probably not. 
but will I get the overall gist and will I be able to be honest with myself about these things? And now, again, I have said this in every journal thing, this is about being honest with yourself. If you cannot be honest with yourself, if you are saying, I did a national panel job on everything there is, I really feel like you're missing the ball. You know, even the national, even 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 the guys who are like Craig Joubert and Nigel Owens, these guys wouldn't put ten on everything. I mean, of course, their tens are like, you know, perfect games, period. But maybe maybe that would be the better thing. You know, change it to ten would be a perfect game. There was no issues whatsoever. You know, I again, I am always a harsh grader of myself, and I think as referees, most of us are pretty harsh on ourselves, which is tends to be a very good thing when we're doing this journal. Now, it's bad if we're doing it as like a, okay, I'm going to do this and I suck and I did a zero out of everything and I suck, suck, suck. You're not gaining anything from this then. Okay, you're just driving yourself into a miserable spiral where you're just going to end up stopping refereeing because it's so miserable for you and it's the worst two hours of your day, of your week or whatever. This should be a tool for saying, hey, if you take away one bit of law that you weren't sure about and you confirmed it and maybe you got it wrong in the game and it turned the game around or whatever, if you're able to now understand that game or understand one perspective from this journal, then I've succeeded. But the thing is, if you're able to do this and really be honest with yourself and really just kind of rehash it and be like, okay, I liked this, I didn't like this, I liked this, I didn't like this, you're already on a step towards improving yourself. This is not a purpose of saying, I was perfect in everything that I did. Who are you proving this to? You know? You can send it to all the coaches in the world, but in the end, if you're not actually looking to improve... You know, I've dealt with some of the highest level coaches, some very high level coaches in the world, and some of the highest level referees, and none of those guys are saying, we got a perfect game. You know, they're very humble and very honest with themselves. And they're just like, look, you know, I'm about improvement. I'm about steadily getting better and doing these things and making a do not do list or making a do list or getting rid of just all these different things. Journaling is a huge part of it. Looking over the game film and saying, nope, I shouldn't have got that one. That was, what was I looking at? Why was it so important that I was looking at it? They're constantly nitpicking themselves far more intricately than this journal is. This journal is a stepping stone to being like, okay, I didn't like this. I need to find a mentor in my society who I can ask these questions to. How clearly can I be effective? How excellently can I communicate through my nonverbal view communication? You know, all these different things. These are all just broad sweeps of the brush that will hopefully bring about a more rigorous question asking from you. So that's the overall on the journal. Um, again, I believe that a certain amount requires a bit of journaling and a bit of feedback and a bit of different things like this, but say you have somebody you can throw these at and say, hey, I, I, here's my game footage, here's what I felt about it, here's how I managed. This is more of a personal journal than anything, but I, I think that eventually you're going to have to share them with somebody, and hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that gets you to the next level. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is something that I just kind of, I mean, I I had a form from Australia that was very broad and like had three gap, three things to fill everything in. And I was like, all right, I want to go a bit more in depth. So I just made this up. Um, But yeah, I think that 
obviously ways to improve are very difficult and sometimes very you know tough to find um, I haven't really gotten into using it because it kind of got into it after I kind of stopped refereeing but the advantage system is awesome because you can send that out and you can get it coached by different referees and different CMOs and, and different things like this and there are some great coaches out there that are willing to help you and they can kind of say hey you know you did well here or you need work on this I haven't really gotten into it I think it's an excellent tool um, I hope that it works and helps people but um, yeah other than that I really I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else that I want to talk about with my journal um, yeah again if you guys have anything that you want me to talk about um, you can comment on this I'll get a notification on my phone and let me know if you're listening if you're not listening if I suck fine it's not going to hurt my feelings um, I've already been told I should fucking quit refereeing and um, yeah this is my uh, I've been told that multiple times actually so I just kind of laugh and thank you for your opinion you are entitled to it and I appreciate your feedback thank you and goodbye um, but yeah I mean, again, the whole purpose of this is to help anybody looking for a different perspective on refereeing. I am by no means an authority or a master at it. I've just been doing it, and I like thinking about it and talking about it. And, um, yeah. I remember one game, and I, uh, where I really butchered a call. And now the, the thing about this was, I remember it was... Who was it? It was, it was these two teams. I, I usually leave team names out just because I don't want to single anybody out or something like that. But there was um, two teams, and I, I um, very even excellent game of rugby teams. First game of the season, and these two teams were going at it. And I uh, was refereeing the game. I had two arrows with me. Uh, were awesome. They're amazing people, and they really just kick ass when it comes to ARing. They know the laws. They know the expectations, <laughs> and they work together well as a team. And I, um, I had a uh, yeah. So the, these guys, they said something in the game. Like, something happened on one sideline, and one guy called one guy a racial slur, and one guy, you know, shot back at him or something like that. And I didn't hear any of it, but my AR was there. And they probably said stop or something like that. I don't remember this, their side of it specifically. And while they were on that sideline, there were some things that were said, you know, about the call, which, again, doesn't hurt my feelings, um, under their breath that the AR heard. And they felt a bit threatened. And this is a full-grown, you know, man who felt threatened. And um, and it was interesting. It was just kind of like, okay, this is very odd. Because I know both of the coaches from the teams, and I have refereed them before. And so I um, we finished the game. The game finished fine. No problems. And they chatted with me afterwards. And one guy sent a message, and I, I just kind of, just between our, our referees, and he just explained how he felt. And uh, so I, I, what I could have done is just let it go through the channels 
and said sent it to our you know local referee head of the chair and been like hey your problem deal with it um but I, I chose to take a personal hand in it and I had been invited to one of the um the coach's practices now, I was working and I couldn't really make it so what I did was I I finished work a bit early and I went to his practice and I went there in plain clothes wasn't preparing to run around or anything like that and I just kind of was like hey guys I uh I pulled the coach aside and I said, hey, mate, I, um, I heard this. This is what I've heard. I didn't hear any of it, but this is the second-hand report of what I heard. And I just wanted to share it with you. And I, I know that you're going to handle it, so I, I just wanted to leave this in your court. And I just wanted to let you know that they, they, one of our ARs felt threatened. And this is a, a tiny nudge down the step towards referee abuse. And... If you have someone who is actively trying to better the game like this coach was, if you have someone who is actively trying to instill values in these young men or women, if you have a solid, good people coach who's there, this stuff sorts itself out. And so what ended up happening was I just said, hey, I think it's this number. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I'm sure if you talk with your team, you'll, you'll sort it out. And I, I completely want to leave it in your hands, but I just wanted to talk with you about it first before I went any further or anywhere else. And I just wanted you to know that this was a concern. And this is such a blip on, like, the tiniest radar, but that person felt threatened. And I re- totally respect that. But that was a step towards that direction. And um, and now the ref... the the. I don't think it was ever a really valid concern that it was going to be, you know, any further down that road. But I was very impressed with how this coach handled it because the coach, excuse me, got his team together. They were all there running and doing sprints or whatever, but he got his team together, sorted it out amongst them, singled out who said it. He's like, look, I know it's and, and talked with him about it. The guy, you know, he sorted it out called up the other coach the other coach was like oh yep we talked about that we sorted that I got no problems with, with them we have disciplined them don't worry about that and um, and then he called me back and I was very impressed that he did all of this work just to be like look we, we value our reputation and what we stand for and now I, I think that managing coaches and coaches managing referees is a they're, they're both experienced. They both know what to expect or say, hope to to expect. But I thought it was... I was very intrigued by this because he called me up the next day and he said, hey, Tim, it's, you know, so-and-so. Do you, do you have a second? And I was like, absolutely. What's going on? And he explained to me what he'd done, what I just told you. And I was so impressed with it. And I said, well, you know, mate, I'm just... I'm, I'm baffled. I'm just baffled. Thank you so much for doing this. I feel incredibly like you really you really care and I if I, I did never doubted that and that's why I left it in your hands but I just want you to know that I appreciate that and I will pass that on to the other referee and we'll go from there and I think that my bit of how I handled that was very simple and just very very just hey I respect you as a coach I know that you know what you're talking about and you value these values that I value 
I'm going to leave this in your hands. And I did, and it worked out so well. And, I mean, he could have flipped off, flipped out and been like, oh, they're a wimp or whatever, and, you know, wouldn't have had an issue with it at all. And I'd have been like, hey, that's, that's their prerogative. Needless to say, they felt threatened, and I'm comfortable with that, saying that. And he, um, but he handled it the right way, and I was so impressed. But I think me just kind of looking at him and be like, look, I trust you, I respect you, I'm, I'm going to manage you with, you know, hey, I'm not managing you, I'm just saying, hey, this is a suggestion, this is what happened, your call, you do with it what you will. And um, so I think, uh, I think what we're doing is we're really trying to find those people out there that are really trying to make the game better. And I just remember that coach and I will always have a very, very high grade of respect for, for him because, oh my God, would you just turn, person? It's foggy. It's not that icy. It's 20 miles an hour is too slow. Um, yeah, but anyways, I just, I'm sorry to destroy my train of thought, but I was very impressed with that person there. And I, I, I've, I've said before that what we aim for in a game is we aim for that period of time where people stop talking to us, they stop talking to their teammates, they stop talking to their opponents, and they just shut up and play rugby. And there are beautiful moments where it's just body hitting body, hitting body, hitting body, hitting body. And you just, there's a beautiful thing about that. When you just relax and let them go. And the thing about it is, I think I said it in one of the earlier sections, it's like the first 20 minutes, you're setting your standards. The next 20 minutes, you're starting to sort through some of the problems. Um, and you have halftime. You get to manage a little bit more. You get to keep tinkering. You get to keep working on things. In the next 20 minutes, there are new problems. There usually are, at least. And you kind of fight through those problems. And then maybe somewhere in the final 20 minutes, they start to understand. And they start to get it. And you start to not having to do so much. You start not having to talk so much. Everyone, you have reached a mutual understanding with all 30 players on the pitch. And they understand the expectation. So I, I think that's a really something that if we can get on board with that, if we can be like, hey, we get that, you know. I remember one time I... Uh, so pissed at this one coach because it was like a playoff game and they were down by I don't know a couple tries 10 points something like that with like three minutes left to go and the other team was playing great defense it was a great back and forth game very live wire game but we had a very clear offsides line selected and I'd kind of gotten to the point of warning somebody a couple times being like hey that's offsides I need you back so this coach makes three substitutions with three minutes to go in the game. And the other team is attacking, and they're inside the 22. And this player had just been subbed on, and they are lined up, like, clearly offsides. And now, like I said before, I'm not a big guy, but I got right in their face and I said, get back now. You know, shouted at them. Like, get back now. Six or whatever the hell the number is. Get back now. And he backed up. 
and they did a, a, a pick and go and they drove towards the line, probably within the five meter. And the guy tackles him. You know, and he got back. So I was like, okay, fine. Very next play, the guy gets up and recycles through and he's right on the post and pillar. So I'm like, okay, dude, you, you got to cut me some slack here. Right on the line. Right friggin' there. And I'm like, dude, are you joking me? Like, he, he's lining up offsides again, and I'm just like... I said, get back. It's not my job to scream at you. You know, I didn't say that in my mind. I said, hey, it's not my job to scream at you. But um, he didn't get back. I penalized him, and I probably could have given him a yellow card, but I didn't. But I was just pissed that the coach had violated that understanding that we had. We had an understanding. We were playing. We were doing well. Everything was going smoothly. And then they had to throw those subs in and just be like, okay, I don't want to end this game on a yellow card, but you're going to make me do it? So, anyways, rambling on about the journal. Um, Yeah, I'm home. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.